welcome to Movie to Beer, everybody. This is Dan bringing us in, and we have our wonderful co-hosts and friends with us tonight as we're talking about a really interesting movie about music. A fantastic movie, great movie. I'm Aaron. I'm a rushing expert. I am rushing. I'm rushing. I'm going way too fast. I'm rushing. And I'm Blake. I'm your dragging expert. Dragging. Dragging. And I'm Brian. Who's just on point and sharp and just on time. And... Brian, Brian was that in, was that in, was that your intro or that not? Was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> was that your right. intro or not? So, so yes, <laughs> yes, we, I'm flat. We watched this chair. super amazing film called Whiplash, which has some amazing actors in it, and yeah. it's about jazz and musicians. And, I'd say it's about obsession, music. but it is ambition, ab- ambition, obsession, and, and it's all about acting and music and framing. And this film does a lot of really interesting framing visually auditorily and we also had an opportunity to just grab some beers out of the fridge for, we, for once i went for the uh, the odd man out and i'll have yeah. something to say about the other beer i had the, the just other me. we we did some 10 barrel pub beer as the go to because we had a lot of it and we just want to get rid of it well and this film is so complex you need and, something not to distract and so yeah. interesting we didn't want to distract exactly mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i will also Venture a beer that I could have had with it that might have fit very well later I like in that podcast. All right, we'll talk about that in a little bit later. It's in a really ambitious 2015 film, film called Whiplash. Whiplash about an ambitious young jazz musician who's a drummer who goes to an elite conservatory in New York, which is a made-up place and not a real place, because right. if they did the real place, they would probably get fired or sued. You know, sued. But, but, but for table side, it but is... But think of Juilliard. Juilliard. Or prestigious. Like very yeah. prestigious um, yeah. music And the instructor, program. who is like the instructor, can go into any class at any time and just pick somebody who he feels has the je ne sais quoi, the thing that makes them special. And, and he's will, good enough to be in his varsity band. Correct. Right. And so Studio. that's what this is about. It's it's this young man figuring out his place, his passion. How hard does he want to get pushed? Because he knows straight up well, and, and from the start. The instructor is abusive. He's yeah. very and physically, his, verbally abusive. And his claim is that he's pushing you beyond your limits to make you into the great musician you could be. Right. Correct. And right. you will never attain those goals without the external abuse and force to help you meet okay. those and there's, goals. And that's what he deals with is knowing, oh, I don't, do I, do, do I, do I, do I not? It's, don't, do not spot, plot, plot, plot spoil if that's I'm what you're... I'm not going to, all right, so, well, <laughs> well this, is, this is not necessarily yeah. a well, new, but this, new movie, this is but clear it's old from enough. the first scene. Yeah, yeah true. You know, you know he's going to be successful, you just don't know how he's going to get there. And the journey and learning his place and he even when he tries to start dating while he's in music school and then figures out oh this is i need to focus on one thing right well that's now. one of the times that fletcher really starts to push him when he starts to yes. prod and really build him he got the spot on the studio band had that confidence to ask out the girl and then you know he points out oh man i know this the uh, band uh this drummer from the song in this pizza place uh fun fact that was not a real piece or real uh, musician just it's made the, up. it was the yeah it's just the, the the orchestrator of the album the mm. the who just made a piece for it uh but well, he, that's kind of cool oh yeah it's it's great the music's beautiful this whole the whole movie's packed full of beautiful beautiful music but that's the first time you see him like oh, okay I'm, I'm feeling confident i can ask this girl out i can uh, do this uh i can play this be- music and it starts off 
okay, you're here, it's fine, and then quickly becomes just scary and you, okay. you well, see he, Fletcher's he, true color. So he, he, the, our, our main protagonist, uh, our main character is, I would describe like an insecure overachiever. He, yes. He's, he's definitely well, trying he's to be, a, a freshman. Yeah. He's a freshman, a freshman in this amazing music 19 school. 19 years old. And so, he has all this ambition that, um, it, I would say if you, if he was easily satisfied and happy, um, you know, this comes into play with the, uh, the main character's romance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it would change some of the direction and some of the decisions that the character is, is making. Uh, Dan, I think you were going to jump in and say something else. About I, I, I think that this film is very, very narrow. It focuses on two characters. Yeah. They have the interaction between those two characters as the focal point and the decisions that each of them make to help push the other yeah. and or ruin the other and then come back around and be like, okay, yeah, you, you do have, let's spoil it, at the end, you do have what you need. I've pushed you enough. You've now learned enough egotistical attitude to push yeah. back because I oh. think I'm great and what are you? And he actually asked him that, like, do you, are you good enough to be in this band? Do you deserve the place? Do you deserve it? And, and any he has said level, a couple times, yeah. I earned it. Yeah, right. I earned it, I'm here. And it and, comes to a point where he doesn't have to say it anymore. Yeah, he just earns mm-hmm. it. And and I think that is the antithesis of the whole film, is just these two characters, how they drive each other, and then how then it plays out. And and we'll talk about this a little bit in a few moments about the visual cues and how the framing is wide shot, static shot, uh-huh. close mid, uh, where the focal points are, how the focal changes. I think this is in a phenomenal, and this is why it got you know nominated for a lot of awards. Like the one not just the acting ninety three awards. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is an amazing film. While it has no green screen or blue screen or anything, it's just music mm-hmm. and actors portraying themselves. Well, and I want to say, like Dan, you mentioned, this focuses on two characters and the and the interplay and the dynamics between them. Uh, listener, don't take that as anything at all discouraging. Like no. this, this movie is is fascinating, and even though it's riveting from the first frame. Yeah, and, and and I would think, like, if I was listening to this kind of naively, not knowing the film. Um, you know, only two characters. How do you make that interesting? That, that does like, smack of yeah. uh, my dinner with Andre, which is an interesting <laughs> film, but not terribly encompassing. Whereas yeah. this this film, this this covers a genre of music, and they talk about the greats and the people who came before, yeah. and mm-hmm. how do you achieve that? How do you get to that level? And they even talk about a former student who was at that level who killed himself because he couldn't handle the stress, the anxiety, and all the things that were put onto him to push him to get to that level. Right. And, and, and the teacher admits to that. He's like, yeah, I know I pushed him. That's my, that's my job. Even is though he people. tells the class he died in a car accident. Yeah. Which, again, it just shows how messed up. the term hero and villain don't fit for, the, for this movie. Protagonist, antagonist really do, and Fletcher's pure antagonist. Yes. I just realized a minute ago, you don't see him smile until Ever. the end, and you never even you only see the corner of his eyes like move yeah. as he's like finally uh, Neiman gets it, but you never see him actually smile. Well, it was finally yeah. earning the approval. Yeah, finally earning approval from this teacher. Uh, uh, yeah, but I, I think yeah. our main character. Uh, well, I don't want to plot spoil. I, no, like, it, it, this no. movie is at least ten years, almost it's ten okay. years. Old. But okay. the, the main Go character very well spoil. could have died in a car accident too. Yeah, yeah. he like, almost did. And he and he right. almost did. And it's like, what are the sacrifices that you make? What What are you willing for to your do art. for your art? How much do you, you lead? 
Yeah, it is clear. Literally and figuratively. The main character is willing to go all the way. He really right? is. All the way. He wants, to be, he way. wants to be one of the greats. Right. And you have to bleed for your art. I mean, just, just, and he talks about that. There's some dialogue in the film about, like, you you have to sacrifice. It's not about the music. It's about you sacrificing to the music and allowing it to overcome, you know, encompass you and become you. And and then at that point, your life doesn't matter because you've become the music. So uh, there's this recognition of excellence that's, that's, isn't, that's present in so much of this film. Everybody knows who's got the chops and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And even things that, to my ear, like, you know, I can't hear the difference, you know, between you know, somebody that's been castigated and not, because I'm not, I'm clearly not at that level. But let's talk about the dinner scene uh, and, how the, the dinner scene. and <laughs> how the expertise here is, is completely lost, lost to uh, the people that are just so far outside of the music world. And they have yeah. different metrics for success. And they have yes. different metrics well, for success. Complete Let, let's metrics. take it back for a second and explain what the dinner scene that you're talking okay. about is. So, Set the table for uh, yeah. us, as okay. you will. Okay, so, so the, main character, well done, the main character as a freshman goes to this music conservatory. He earned his way into it, either through scholarship or tryouts. And... This is the first season, seasonal dinner, yeah. and his he, family. He, he goes back home or, for like goes, Thanksgiving dinner goes, or whatever. Unquote, back home, yeah, and his dad, his uncle and aunt, I guess, yeah, yeah and his and, cousins. Mm-hmm. And so his his mother's not there, so he's just dealing with his dad, and his dad's not defending him. And you have all these other guys his age, the the main character's age, come in and it was like, oh, he's playing football. He's he, doing this. He, or that. He's in Model UN, like yeah. all this stuff. That's yeah. His I guess two more, cousins, one's a quarterback or something. Yeah. And one's no, like a, a collegiate, in, like a, a collegiate on the Model UN. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In college, like yeah. more traditional. I'm using air quotes. Yeah. More traditional, like success parameters. Right. Yeah. Versus, like this is a prestigious school. Like, I understand it. I have friends who go into this stuff who are like this. Oh man, it's a big deal if I get this, and I read up about it. It's like uh, a very well, narrow pool that they yeah. can well, take. One, I mean, one of those twelve the best, best in the country. Yeah, it's you know? the best like, in the yeah. country, and but, the U.S. has a lot of people in it. Sure, so but that's be, huge. But I understand that. I'm just Aunts guessing. From, I'm guessing from the face, car salesman uncle doesn't yeah. get that. They don't. Right. They're they're in Jersey. They don't care. I he's, mean, waving lim- he's waving limp <laughs> asparagus around. Yeah, a little limp asparagus. I I, I pointed that out yeah, as soon yeah. as he held it up and it was a limp asparagus. I'm like, oh, that's what they're saying. Yeah, they, they, their <laughs> metric for success is being the high school quarterback and then going on to hold a nine to five job. Yeah. And yep. They I, don't understand music. They don't. They their perception on what it is and how it plays a role in society is much different than those that are doing it. Yeah, and how it means something to them, and and this is a great dichotomy that's expressed in the film. And I think so again, visually, static wide shot or medium shot on that dinner scene. It's like we're going to let other things have impact, versus there's so many close shots where the focus is really narrow. Yeah, so. On a drum strike, and on a, yeah. on something, mm-hmm. and and again, I'm I'm going to keep going back to that because that's what this film, I think. Well, I, what I have read on is I noticed some is what technique throughout the film. Yes, in all of the kind of intimate, non-confrontational scenes. So the date scenes, the dinner scene, and the meeting between the protagonist and antagonist. In the bar, yeah, yeah, like third act three, of act yeah. three. Yeah. So all of these scenes, 
most of the background is very soft focus. Yeah, soft focus, fuzzy. And, and, it, and a lot of times it's a two-shot where you see both both characters on the screen. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then all of the, the, the school shots, especially when they're doing the music number, the backgrounds are in focus. All the members of the band are in focus. Yes. Everything is extremely precise, and just you, like jazz. You, you say that jazz yes. is improvisational. No. But it's <laughs> really not. Well, big well, band done big band jazz extremely precisely precisely right. yeah. and and also the point of view of the shots are either from the director's point of view or looking at the drummer close up or then looking at the musicians from the drummer's perspective down the row um, a lot of it is perspective i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that really plays into and they do a lot of quick change shots quick cuts to music that point in the music that they're playing and that point in the music. That and, and what yeah. it is is it's allowing the drummer to see what the musicians are doing and how he can hear and sight read what the musicians are doing versus seeing it on a piece of paper. And I think that's really ultimately what he then becomes because the end, the end quote-unquote concert is he gets pulled up on stage and is not told what they're playing. They play something he doesn't have in front of him and he just has to improvise and he fumbles really hard. And then he's like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to run with this. I'm going to, this is my show. I'm going to run with it. He's going to truly earn it. Yeah. He, and he earned it and everyone followed his suit because if you're the lead and the drummer, the rhythm section of the band is the lead. It's either going to be the piano or the drummer, and the piano didn't start. He's just like standing back, going, "Oh." He didn't know it was chaos on stage. What was happening until the drummer pulled it together? And everyone is looking at the drummer, going, "Like, what are you doing?" And I think really that really brings everything together towards the end of the film on saying there's a point in time that you have to make that decision, and this is really what it's about: is making that decision, like who I am, what I am, and this is here I am, and I'm going to own it. Instead of letting the world revolve around me, it's going to be me. But it's also the point when he starts pushing back on this abusive teacher. Well, yes. And right. he, he takes control. Into like, his own. He comes he into his it. own to, to recognize, like, no, I, I well, he, yeah, he has this moment where he says, like, I don't suck. <laughs> you know, and like, yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop digressing. This has been a really interesting film because all of us here at the table have either played an instrument or sang or done something with music at mm-hmm. some point. So had, we had a band director who wasn't an abusive POS yeah. who so, threw chairs at me. Yes. <laughs> or symbols. So yeah. I, I think we all have an interesting perspective and appreciation on what's being presented. And knowing that you, the only way you can grow is to be challenged. I will say... On the point of challenge, it was a challenge to get through some of this movie. I said out loud, I think halfway through, this feels like I'm watching Uncut Gems again, which had me tense. My shoulders, like, I don't know if Brian, you caught it. Like, it was but realistic. I was just, I was like up and back. Like, my heckles are, I don't like this. I hate this. But then the, uh, oh, geez, I said the word earlier, um, the catharsis at the end when uh, Andrew does take that back and says, no, I'm, I'm in control now. I got this. Yeah. It made it all worth it. It was really good. It's boy, it's a lot of a lot of yelling and being mean to, to people. Yeah, so that the five hour session so really dear, messed me up. Dear listener, <laughs> if you haven't seen this and you're triggered by abuse or Don't conflict, a lot of conflict. Uh, emotional, yes, yeah. pri- primarily very. Ab- this is an abusive film. Abusive emotionally. Yeah. If you can't, well, it, if you tough. can remove yourself, it is a almost beautiful take on like getting what you you know ambition. He moved his. 
bed into the practice studio and just yeah. had the poster and just went until he had to dunk his bloody hand into a, a ice picture of ice water. That's a lot of drumming. It's yeah. so much drumming. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it's well, I mean, it's it's, it's bleeding for your art. I mean, yeah. it's, it's I'm taking it so seriously which, that I don't care what happens. Which I would love to more if it didn't grow. have a, a psychopath screaming at him. Well, well I, yeah. I think there's a, a philosophical <laughs> question in this though of you know, do you what sacrifice do you make and how much can mm-hmm. you give mm-hmm. to, for expertise? For true, true excellence. Yeah, at the at the at like the highest before level. Before D two alive, Versus, you kill yourself. There's a yeah. I won't spoil by saying, who, but there's a couple of characters in here that say, well, just good enough is good enough, and if you're happy and you're loved and you have these relationships in your life, that's good enough. That's good enough. And you know, the idea is like, yeah, is that good enough? But our our protagonist, at least through the first part of the film, Didn't definitely says that. it is not yeah, because yeah. You, you don't get remembered after no. your death. Yes. Um, for that, and he had a great the, line. Well, I was going to say, there's ethical stuff that's come into that too. Of what oh, yeah. are you willing to do ethically, um, you know, to mm-hmm. other people's careers to to try and yeah. advance? Oh or, yeah, him uh, accidentally, quote unquote, putting down that uh, sheet chart for the uh, the other core yeah. guy. Well, it, it, it's like lo- losing losing a book um, book of music, but then mm-hmm. also. Um, our protagonist goes after a, a yep. professional's career uh-huh, in a really serious uh-huh. way. The uh, uh, the teacher goes after our protagonist in, in his career in a very it gets really cutthroat. Towards the end, it's yeah. very cutthroat. It's like here, let's get you on stage, and right. I'm just going to set you up for failure. And and really, the question is, does the end justify the means? Like, uh, are you willing to question. do these things? Well, and, yeah. and this is, has been one of the central debates of this film. Yeah. is do the ends justify the means? Right, and is the abuse worth it if the end outcome is a great musician that never would have been great without and, this abuse? And that elevates the whole culture. And that even gets brought up towards the beginning of the film. It's like, they did this and they did that, and, and I wouldn't have been Bird if the symbol wouldn't have been thrown Char- yeah, Charlie yeah, Parker yeah. wouldn't and, have been Charlie Parker yeah. if he didn't have... Some, I'm yeah. going to no. yeah, regret saying that later on. But we <laughs> will digress. There's a lot of really interesting topics covered in this film. For those that are just casual movie watchers, may go over their head, may not understand it. It may be like, hey, whatever, it's a music film. I think if you have an understanding of music, be it whatever, as a musician or a singer or a performer of any any sort, or you have family or friends or spouses that are and understand it, yeah, yeah, and you have an inkling to understanding what it is to be a musician and what it takes to practice well, and I, perform. I would say an athlete. I think, and, and, and anybody that practices, anybody yes. that pushes themselves, anybody that has a limit that they try and advance, Shoot. I think they'll... they'll this, film, I, I'd put, this film is for you. I'd put brewers in that camp. Like You, you don't get better at brewing by not brewing. Correct. You don't right. get better at... at for, for myself, like, you know, writing and, and doing anything creative, Everything unless, you, unless you take practice. the time to do it. Hoplash. It's the yes. movie beer of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Was it multi or hoppy? Smack, smack, smack. Yes. Uh, play it again, smack. Play it again, smack. It's Brew it like, again. You're, you're too fast. No, smack. You're too slow. Smack. Yeah, no. It's How many hoppy, IBUs? Not hoppy 17? Yeah. Slap, 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 slap. Yeah. Don't you ruin my There's, stout. There, there is, yeah. From a standpoint uh, Sorry, I'm just of, making a quick note. We're going to make this parody trailer. Uh, there is... There's absolutely zero violence other than the main character getting smacked by the teacher, the other character. There's a violence he inflicts on himself by 
drumming like, until his ha- his hands are falling to pieces. That's violence. That's, that's, that's violence. Emotional violence. He's hurting violence. himself. It's, it's no, emotional yeah. distress. This, this yes. is all, this this is all emotional trauma. So, this is yeah. all so I'm saying, yeah. uh, what age range is this appropriate for? Uh, I'd say not until you're, you're high school. I'd say high post, school. You, post high school for me. I'd say like, high school you, if they're emotionally intelligent. <laughs> I mean, you, there's so much over the, the about this movie that would go over. Uh, a I, I don't think head. it would be enjoyable. Yeah, right. They would get bored really fast. My 16, 17 year old nieces right. and nephews. I, I think yeah. you have to try and find a vocation in life and, you know, make it on your own for a little while for this film to really resonate. Like, yeah. I, I think that's kind of the, and, and not that you could watch yeah. it younger, but you wouldn't get as much out you of it. You wouldn't. There's, I think a lot to be said for having a film that's actor driven. That's not special effects. That's oh, yeah. story driven. Character. The character driven where the characters and the actors portraying those characters carry it from start to finish. Yeah, so I, I made the comment. There was literally no intro credits and outro credits. There's just a slight, like, this is the, int- this is the school at the beginning. And I, I asked mm-hmm. Brian, I was like, why? Well, okay. I've not seen a film get away with that. Yeah. There, so the very first shot of the film is down a long hallway and the main, the print protagonist is on a drum kit in a lighted room, yeah, and the vanishing point is him, him do we on remember, the dr- drum kit. Do you remember what and he was it practicing? Slowly tracks in. Yeah. Do you uh, recall what he was practicing? Was he doing swing time? No. Is, is that what? Is that what? Because Fletcher walked in. Yeah, I think so. And then just vanished like Batman. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and that kind of sets off the whole. Boy, I keep thinking about that five-hour practice session. <laughs> it's it's this movie's intense. <laughs> if, if you know anything about rhythm and drumming and stuff, this is an amazing film because yeah. they really and, portray how hard it is to keep time, not be slow, not be too fast, and keep it at the tempo that it's supposed to be at for yeah. everybody else to match but, because and, the drumming, the rhythm section is what sets the course for all other well, and the endurance, the, the endurance to keep oh, going yeah. and keep going. And the like the, the physical strength and stamina needed yes. to do some of these drum fills for not not just a short time, you know, to, to keep going at incredible speed. Uh, it, it, that's got to be so taxing on your arms, on your, like uh, everywhere on your body, really. That's why he keeps telling him practice, practice, practice. You yeah. have to just be able to maintain regardless of what you're being asked to do. You got to be an animal, right? Correct. An animal. For a second here, let's talk about the three Oscars the film did win because yes. it can we can talk about the technical accomplishments of the film based on those. Sure. It won best sound mixing, which most people don't want, know what that is. I buy no, that. Nor nor do they understand how to recognize it in this film and I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. It, it won best editing and it also won Best Supporting Actor for uh, J.K. Simmons. And the acting was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I would also say the the reason I saw this film first was because I'm an editor, and a couple of my editor friends said, you've got to see this. And there were two songs in particular. The first time we, we heard Whiplash and the, the, the final finale, mm-hmm. the editing was amazing. Phenomenal. And it, it you know... Uh, your your first editing uh, assignment in high school or college, make a music video, and yeah. everybody knows to cut on the downbeat, the one of the one, yeah. two, three, four. Oh, and you do that, and magically, whatever crappy music video you make, it doesn't matter. Still looks, it good. looks great. Yeah. <laughs> this editor knew his jazz, knew his rhythm, knew his tempo. He cut syncopated. He marched around and showed what everybody was doing, and all beat. at the same time, cut to. Sh- 
close-ups at the right time, offbeat. Uh, he built mo- momentum and yeah. tension. Uh, did a great job, but he would have never done that had the director and the cinematographer not provided him the shots Correct. to cut with. Yeah. So every all three of them, everyone needs to know and have awareness of that skill set and know, hey, I need to have that B-roll. I need to have all that footage available because I think this is going to work given the raw materials. And And that's really what filmmaking is about. It's not about a single vision. It's about a team. And I think that's And the editor... team called the Avengers. Wait, sorry, I blacked out. Figured out how to use all those shots and pace it correctly so it helped Uh support the... The rhythm of the film yeah. in in the concert you see yeah it, it, brian exactly what you're talking about about how the attention moves around the entirety of this like 25 person jazz band mm-hmm. and and there's no point in the song where you don't see what everybody's doing you you you, you know, i loved the the way that it would you know show a close-up of like a couple of drum strikes interspersed with you know some blood on the cymbals, and then you would see the brass section as they came in and a really and, tight pan. And you're right, and yeah. and the timing on it was and, impeccable. And then, and then impeccable. the whip pan yeah. between the protagonist on the drum kit and, and the, the antagonist, antagonist shaking his hand, shaking yeah. his hand, shaking oh, his no, hand. It, no, no, it wasn't even. I'm sure it was on purpose, but it wasn't moving fast enough to keep up with the music. Right. And, the, and right, a, right. one of the key moments, the key conflicts was like the drummers aren't drumming fast enough. Of the choice of three, none can go fast enough. And the camera came and keep up. Yeah. But right. the song see, it, that he it's, finally got it's, into. In yeah. a way, it was kind of the protagonist and antagonist were like striking each other in yeah, that moment. Yeah. Because it was like a tit it was for battle. Tattle. It was battle. And, it, and the camera was panning back and forth between them in a beautiful way yeah. to kind of show strike, counter strike, strike, yeah, counter, yeah. you know, pa- parry. So it. so why would we convince somebody who doesn't know music or understand music to watch this? Because oh, wait, wait. The- <laughs> I, I want to talk about sound mixing real yes, quick. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. and, me, and then we'll we'll, we'll come get back to, there. to it. We'll so in in the in the there are three things I want to talk about. Yes. In the final scene, um, there is a point where the music go. He protagonist is playing his drums on an amazing drum solo. And the music fades to white noise. Yeah. And all that's left is him and his motion just, just and the boring. image. It doesn't matter what he's him. doing, he's just doing it. He has become his craft. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron made a good like you said something about that. How flow. he's just yeah. 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 It's about the flow. In the flow. Yeah. And so that's sound mixing. Yeah. That that guy made the choice to Draw bring up out. the white yeah. the white noise. There was a and practice session we saw that too, the where the, uh, there was uh, a kind of a drone that came up with a different yeah. song that uh, led us into the next scene. Right, it was over the the band starting the practice of the next. Right, song so there yeah. there were times when the the score, the background music, you couldn't tell whether that was score or whether that was music actually coming from something in the scene mm-hmm. to transition. And, yeah. And there was this scene where Aaron's talking about it started with score and then it became the music and then something happened and suddenly the music was muted. So it was almost the protagonist uh, in his head mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. thinking about what had just happened to which, him. Which is a great way to, to like show on a screen uh, an internal psychological event. Right. You know, th- there's so much about this movie that's about these two characters and what's going on between each other, but also their internal journeys, so, well, the protagonist more more so. 
But I thought that was a great way to show kind of what's going on with what, what our main character is feeling. I, I, yeah. I was I was I was blown yeah. away by that. And 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 like I said, there were many times throughout the film where it wasn't quite clear was it music in the movie or was it score or was it a bit of both. Mm-hmm. I, there was a lot of crossover between and what was a lot being of played, yeah, and then how that then bled into the next scene and how that was carried over. I, it, they really totally deserved an award. For yes, that, right? yeah, absolutely. I've never seen a film like this. Yeah. I've never seen anything that is so focused on character driven mm-hmm. acting. The story so confined. Um, I mentioned at the beginning, like the 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 close shot, medium and wide shots were so utilized, and the fixed focus versus. You know, you you things are framed really, really amazing in this film. It's really like, and they, there are yeah. often moments where the main character is kind of segmented in his part of the screen, yeah. mm-hmm. and the screen, the world suddenly becomes much smaller. Kind of yeah. boxed, uh, boxes. Yeah. Him a, in. Lot of, a lot of the stuff that I've read about this film focuses a lot on describing that and why that's important and how that plays into both the music score and then how they approach telling that story because they're internalizing it versus are you understanding the story from the person on the screen and their perspective because mm-hmm. they're really just focused on what they're doing at that moment. It's, it's telling me all he has space in his life for physically and mentally is whatever fits the drum set. Correct. He can't, he can't fit in a girlfriend. He never sees his dad. He, yep. Just all he has is that drum kit. Well, speaking of the drum kit, a lot of times in movies, you'll see a character when they say play a piano, they'll walk up to the piano and then their hands are out of scene. And then there's a close up of just hands. And then you see the character again with their hands. Here, I feel like it was very believable. Every actor and actress was felt legitimately like they were playing their instruments. Yeah. J.K. Simmons plays the piano. Miles Teller Teller, had been playing drums since he was 14. Yeah, so it was, was actually so there's, there's a couple of shots. Actually, there was a few shots according to IMDb. There's a according to IMDb. There's a few shots where there is a double, probably for like you know the really really complex shots. Yeah, pro- possibly, but like he, it's him. Like yeah. he's been playing drums. Like the the bloody hand thing was because when he learned, he learned I guess the wrong way. Because when you hold your drums drumsticks, the left hand it has to hang on the like the meat of yes. your thumb and forefinger. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, index finger. And doing enough of that, it's going to wear it down. Yes. And I'm it, doing it motions hurt. for you guys. The podcast can't see it. But like, imagine the meat of your yeah. thumb and forth. Imagine the meat of your hands, it, listener. It, <laughs> if, if you touch something it. against it and... Yeah, it's so. So yeah, he he yeah. actually does drum, and a right. lot of that was him drumming. But uh, yeah. this touches on the the third award, which was best supporting actor. Uh, the acting through this film was phenomenal throughout. Uh, the girlfriend yeah. gets it. Yeah, J.K. Simmons knocks out of the park, and I was looking at all the other uh, nom- uh, nominations. Miles Teller doesn't get a one. It's all J.K. No. Simmons. Yeah, and which, I don't know why. Because I, I thought he did. I thought he did great. I don't I, I like agree. him personally, from what I've read. But like Teller does a great job. So. It's it's well done. I think. He tells the story from his perspective. Mm-hmm. That's what the main driving... When stories are told on film like this, you you have the person telling the story and everything else. And I think a lot of this film is him telling the story and mm-hmm. then a few scenes of it being told around him. I don't think any scene doesn't have him in it. There's it a couple doesn't. of shots. Yeah, There's a couple of shots that don't. But so yeah, it's either him telling him. the story or it being told about him and he's in the yeah, shot. Yeah. And it's like, these are the things impacting you. And so we're going to show that. The um, There's a, a sort of side story um, about a former student, I think we mentioned, who uh, had killed, yeah, killed Sean himself. Something. 
And I think we see the moment where the teacher gets that phone call and he's in his office. He's saying, yeah. not now, not, not a good yeah, time, not yeah, now. Yeah. Was there any sort of character development with that teacher? I, I don't think I saw any of the teacher of like, am I pushing my students too hard? No. Well, it was undevelopment because he lied about the reason. Yeah. He's a he, he told he'll tell other yeah, students he's, it was self obsessed. He's self obsessed. Yeah, but I, I felt in that moment he thought he had made a mistake. And I think that the meeting in the bar, he admitted it to Yeah. To Andrew. To Andrew. Andrew. But yeah. he also knew why I got fired is because you spoke up because I fired I kicked you out of the band and kicked you out of the school because you screwed up. Yeah. Even though I set you up, so it's it's a it's a really hard catch twenty two. It's like well, yeah, and, and I mean, we we could argue career. we could argue if the final scene was J.K. Simmons setting him up. I think it was, oh, yeah. or was it the like, final test? No, I think it was a setup. I, I think, think he was he was there with no sheet music. Our main character was there with no sheet music, set up to fail. Yeah, and uh, and he really did fumble through the first song, but the second song, our protagonist. I guess this is maybe a yeah. spoiler. So uh, turn turn your uh, sound off for thirty seconds, listener, if you don't want the spoiler. Uh, but yeah, the protagonist takes control, takes control, shows his chops, shows his expertise, and I I think th- there's the smile and nods of recognition from the teacher in that last song, where he begins directing the drummer of like slow to slow to tempo down, take it down, take it down, then build it back up again, build it. I think that that was a kind of reapproachment where the teacher finally recognized. Okay, you're good enough. Or, or I don't have to push you anymore. Or if we make the argument that the teacher was just self self absorbed, yeah, oh, then it's final finally validation that his method worked. Yeah, yeah I hadn't Ooh. thought of it that way. Oh man, true. Because the guy gave up. He's like, I'm going to push you to the point of you either continuing and destroying your life, which the the previous person who he had done that to killed themselves. I, you're either going to destroy yourself or you're going to become that greatest thing ever. And right. it's like, what right does this person have to do that to other people? But he, the student and wants he, it. Andrew and wants the, it. He wanted it. And yeah. and I, you would you would assume that they all want that. If, if you have that yeah. drive and ambition and you know you're that good, the only way I'm going to improve is to have someone push me. Say, I'm here for a reason. Yeah. Say it. Yeah. I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a reason. I, I do like that they had a couple of drinks at that bar, but no beers, though. We had beers. No beers. We did have beers. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> Smooth well done, Blake. Well All done. Right. So now, effort. Is, now is the time of the podcast as we're like when we in on seamlessly transition, transition to our beer drinking. from talking a, about Whiplash. 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 There we go. I swear I'm hearing an F in Dan's whiff, whiff, whiplash. Whip, yeah, whip, so I'm hearing flash? No, it's whip, whiplash. Yeah, whiplash. Whiplash. I say whip like you get flash. in a car accident. You're saying it. You're saying it wrong. I'm saying it wrong because is I'm that a Nebraska? Thing? Okay. It's a Nebraska. Thing. Oh, okay. I thought I was going crazy for a second. No, 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 no. That's just how I say it. Well, so crazy for different reasons. We. This was a film we picked out, and we're like, we're just going to go with what we have in the fridge. Yeah. And I, I thank my friends Ryan and Bill, if they are listening, shout out <laughs> to you for providing me. Your Nikazis are foamy. <laughs> your Nikazis have foamed out, and yet your pub beer did not. So I was a little worried that they might be heat struck, but it's cheap beer, and it doesn't really matter at this point. I knew that this was a complex film. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I had done a little, like, I'm going to watch the previews a little bit and see, all right, w- how and what do we do for this? And I was like let's just do a simple beer and our friends gave us some beer and i'm just like hey let's just do what's in the fridge yeah something that wants to shrek if 
anything, listener, don't, if you're going to watch this film, don't drink anything that distracts you because this film deserves your attention. I have an interesting argument once we get to the one I had, the second one, but let's talk about pub beer first. Ten Barrel came up with a clone recipe of a fairly well-known popular beer, which I'm not going to mention because I don't want Does it Does it rhyme with Spud Might? Yes. Well, no, it's not Bud Light. Does, does, I'm does it rhyme with Schmudreiser? No, it does, does not. Does it rhyme with Biller Bite? It's, it is it an rhymes older, with Moors. <laughs> it, is, it is an older beer that's been around a long time. They got a clone recipe. Cold Berman. And because they have money at the time that they started making this beer to dump a lot of money into making a cheap beer, because yeah. it's a lot of the grains are what you would call adjuncts and not actual grain, huh. an adjunct being something you add to it to just give it sugar. So it's fermentable, and this is a five percent beer. I I don't even know how to classify this. Is this is like what do you guys? Is this a pale ale? It's a lager. lager. It's a lager. It says so on the can. The, the, the okay. incredible can art where it's just the words on black black. It text also on says pub. cheap fun, cheap yeah. fun, cheap fun beer. It, I okay. I like to think of it as a craft beer's way to to get the Bud Light crowd into what they're into. Like it's relatively affordable. It tastes about the same. Right. I love it. It says, <laughs> and. Aaron, are you going to read the side of the can here in your radio voice? Made in a facility that... Uh, I can't processes have, wheat. I don't have good light. <laughs> Made in a facility that processes wheat. Beer questions. Call this number, blah, blah, blah. Best before can... Uh, wait, where's our marketing copy? There's no marketing copy. <laughs> I thought that copy. was part of the marketing that copy, guys. The marketing. I can see the same blah, blah, blah. It's literally <laughs> black and white. says 10 barrel brewing, pub beer lager, cheap fun. Uh, yeah, che- cheap, cheap fun. Cheap fun. So this is normally 5%. Brian, that was your nickname in high school, wasn't it? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> this is like clear gold in color, little white mm-hmm. head, foamy. Um, your aromatics are going to be like, oh, this is a craft lager. And it's just really cheap fermentation. It's just yeah. like they used corn and rice. It It is a mix of those from what I can taste. I could be wrong, but that's what I taste. And so this is a clone of a mass-produced beer. They're like, hey, let's mass produce a beer and put it out there cheaply. This is like less than ten dollars a twelve pack. I mean, it is cheap, cheap beer. But it's, but it's, it's locally made. Uh, the the word basic has kind of a negative connotation, so I'm going to use the word uncomplicated. Yes, it did not distract from a fairly complex film. Yes. Right, and, and I think and, it matched well for that because. Honestly, I wouldn't want something that was like really, you know, this funky, you know, Belgian or like, you know, any anything really complicated. Because uh, the the movie for me, it felt like it was demanding so much attention. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So there's so a lot going on. I'm not going to bleep myself out, but this is like a clone of Bush. George H. W. Yeah. <laughs> Rhymes with mush. <laughs> Bush. Rhymes with Kush ball. Back okay. in the eighties, baby. Yeah. They they found they found a clone recipe. They made it, and it's this actually takes, a good beer. This tastes better than Bush, dude. It is. It is. <laughs> yes, a, it does. It's a lighter cross between PBR and Budweiser. So I'm going to say those words, and I, I'm not going to bleep myself out. But I'm saying, <laughs> if if you're going to drink cheap beer, at least drink something made locally yeah. in Oregon. Yeah. Um, those comp- This company is not. Owned by AB and Bev anymore. No, it they're is owned, by, owned uh, by a large Canadian, cannabis. Yeah, large cannabis Canadian company. Canadian company that owns a lot of cannabis stuff. So I think yes, it still feeds back into the economy a little bit. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. This is the the fermentation is clean, the flavors are clean. It tastes like corn and a little cereal. Yeah, yeah. it it is really thin and dry. It dries out a lot on the back, and which is nice. And and lagers should do that. They shouldn't be sweet on the tongue unless you're doing a pilsner. 
And this is not a Pilsner. This, this is, is just a standard, like a Hella Yeah, this you is know? perfect for a picnic. And I, I would say it was kind of light and crisp, just like the uh, precision of jazz. Ooh, crisp. I like it. Yeah, or the 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 ride symbol. Yes. Or a chair <laughs> flying through the air. Or a chair throwing at your head, or various other things being thrown at your head. Yeah. So, Blake, tell us about your other option. What was your other option? So, we knocked out a few of these, and I was, I was getting squirrely, and I grabbed a uh, Nikasi Tricera Hops yes. uh, double IPA. Thank and you, Ryan and Bill, for bringing us a random package of other tri- other IPAs. So and unfortunately, I- these were not necessarily settled. Which is fine. Uh, so the beardness IBU is 84. Yes. Alcohol by volume is 8%, so be careful. A little strong. Uh, available year-round. It is. It does really kind of kick you with the the hops. It is That's why I don't really like a lot of Nikazi. It's very hoppy, very yeah. mm-hmm. bittery forward. But uh, it says here on the can, notes of floral, citrus, and resin. I did get some citrus. I, it, not as much as I'd like, but there's some on the back. And I would argue this went well at the end of the movie. Once you kind of got a feel for, okay, I see what's happening. I know what's going on. That final like performance, because that's when I had mine was after it foamed everywhere. They, he, uh, uh, Andrew saw Fletcher at that jazz club. Fletcher invites him out, and then we get that final confrontation. I thought it worked well because after all this movie of oh, you're watching this kid get berated and beat down and and just try to move on with his life. Once, and once, now they, once they move from a, a student and teacher relationship to more peer and peer. Or like, enemy and enemy, yes. Well, <laughs> adult yeah. enemy to adult and, and, enemy. And that's really rivals. what it is. <laughs> there you Equal go. rivals. He, he walked perhaps. into a club and saw him on stage, and he's right. like, I'm now your audience. Which, boy, the, the, the double take Fletcher did was pretty good. He's yeah, like, he's I, like, oh, ugh. oops. The, the, kid, the kid got me fired. Uh Pretty much. And Aaron, you don't have to do the whole thing, but if you want to do any of like at least the first couple lines, because right, Nikasi has a delightful little thing about the Triceratops. They, they, they always do really good marketing copy mm-hmm. and visuals. Nikasi Triceratops double IPA is not for the faint of heart. It's a behemoth of a brew that stomps through the land of IPAs like a hop-loving dinosaur on a mission. Each gulp is a stampede of flavor with double the hops pouncing on your taste buds, leaving a trail of bold, resinous bite that's perfectly paired with a cunning citrus ambush. I almost, I almost said blood because of all the blood on the... Yeah. <laughs> there was... Okay, so... Hopteris so, Park. So yeah. I, I good, good beer. So, yeah. I've, I've had it a number I like of it. times. It's year-round. It's, it's not my it's, favorite, but I think yeah. it went well at the end of the movie. Yeah. But I would agree, drink something real simple. At least, if you're going tr- you, to change movie, it up. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, keep it real simple. So, what about non-beer drinks? Like, with gin and tonics? Like, what, what else would you... <sighs> I think... A bourbon? I feel like a slow sipping bourbon would work with this movie. Gin, because gin has a little sharpness to it, and you're going to get sharpness. That's true. That's true. Out of a lot of the music, if you if you know and understand music, frankly, along what they're frankly, doing. Frankly, a full bodied yes. wine wouldn't be terrible at yes, this. Yes, correct. Oh. I'd, I would I would actually ah, say you wouldn't want to do wine, red. Yeah. I would do like a white or rosé with this because you're gonna it's, it's a gonna be soft. lighter. Yeah, it's, it's a little softer soft. around the edges. If you want something full bodied in your face, I mean, yeah, you can go there. This is a heavy movie. This is not a yeah. starter film. You no, have to no, understand no, no, no. music. You have to yeah. understand I filmmaking a little bit. I think Human emotion. Music, music <laughs> adds emotion. a whole lot, but I think if you were an athlete or I think if you correct, had, correct, or if you correct, went to correct. law school yes. or if you're a competition. Like pre-med, if you're in anything that's Ooh, intense yeah. competition, I think you'll find a lot that resonates and a lot you'll, you'll understand. Yeah. Uh, a mean, restaurant chef. Oh yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I Watch would, the bear. I would <laughs> venture to posit that Anyone who's at the top of their field 
can understand would understand sacrifices that right. need to be made. Would you say they would see uh, uh, J.K. Simmons as the protagonist and even as the antagonist? <laughs> you're like, you're cheating me. That little, turd, wanna... that little turd isn't appreciating what this maniac's doing he, for him. He had a single tear that came down when he was Gordon Coward! Gordon Ramsay's favorite movie. Oh, yes. oh my God. I, I will say that I have had things thrown at me. Jesus. Really? On, on the job. That's yeah. a bummer, wow. dude. I've never had yeah. that happen. That's... I've had people throw stuff at me, but not on the job. God, I think I would walk out if anybody so much as swore at me. Like, that's never happened. Yeah. Same. Well, you I've, know, I've, creative I've pursuits I've witnessed violence different. at work. Creatives are While weird, I was not the person that caused it, I did witness it. <laughs> and I was like, why am I here? Wow. That's a crazy thing to have happen in the workplace. And right. I think, so this is a different, it's not a workplace. This is a learning environment. This right. is a school. Oh, that's true. true. So there's a certain that's amount true. of, I can get away with stuff in the, why on earth would a teacher let another teacher just walk into their class? Clout. And say, do this. It's got to be clout. Just turn around think and walk away. Conservative conservatories don't give tenure, right? There's no tenure. You're <laughs> but, all just there. Because I know... Professor yeah. of tenure gets to do whatever. Yeah. There, there, there is a pecking order, though. Fletcher and his band are clearly money makers. They are clearly yeah. at the top. Oh, of the, true, of the true. Hierarchy. They're the ones that get the grants. And, and they're yeah. the ones that get the grants. And so I think he has had free reign for a long time at that school. It, it's, the music ver- it's the just, music version uh, of Roll Tide. Just yeah. colleges that have winning football teams <sighs> that get all the money. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yep. I like this better because I like jazz band and football. <laughs> you know, it, it, this would be almost a football movie, though. It could be. Raw, raw, raw. Were you on my first down or not? Smack, smack, smack. <laughs> Did you run your route short or long? <laughs> there you go. Throws a football at his head All and he right. catches it. So, That's how it works. <laughs> so again, Whit Flash is the name of the movie. Really amazing film. It's been around. It's been out since 2015. 2015. Uh, really well done. Filmography oh, yeah. wise, I mean the the cinematography, the 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 visuals are pleasing. Nothing right. is sharp. There's a few cuts. There's a lot of really, really great framing. Right. Uh, Music-wise, as you said, you know, this one and Oscar runs music. I mean, the, the yeah. music editing and the scoring is amazing. If you mm-hmm, understand mm-hmm. jazz or understand music a little bit, you really watch this film. I, I think it really emphasizes the importance of understanding creativity and... It's not necessarily a bad thing, but being able to control your situation and how you learn and what you learn and, and that direction and being pushed yeah, is not a bad thing if it's done in a controlled environment and not just somebody going crazy. On yeah, it. yeah, yeah. All of these characters are incredibly well written. All Agreed. of the decisions Agreed. that they make, their motivations that they have, the outcomes that they want, they all make sense in the yeah. context of these characters. Kind of like, you know, pub beer all makes sense in balance of, yeah. you know, what it's what it's meant to be. Exactly. As a simple pub beer, as a lager you can just drink, it's up there with all the simple other lagers you can get. You'll probably find it on draft cheap. Get it in a tall boy or a short can. You know, Dan, it's, it's not an expensive beer, but it does fulfill the need to have something to drink while you watch a film. Fletcher said it in the in the that bar. All these quote unquote Starbucks jazz albums, yeah. and they don't have the real stuff. You could get like a Starbucks quote unquote, but a Bush beer. But why not support a, a, a proper local and have some real jazz with pub beer? Yes, exactly. Brian, thoughts. Here's my thought. <laughs> Another beer I thought might go well with this film is. Ill-tempered gnome. Oh, Ill-tempered gnome. I dislike it already. That, <laughs> well, that, for one thing, it's thematic. Yes. It reminds me of J.K. Simmons. <laughs> he's a regular height. <laughs> he was. He, yeah, no, he's a short. But he, it was yeah. also a. a uh, 
Let's peaches see. and cream. He's just peaches and cream. That's exactly what he says. If it's so ill-tempered norm is a beer that's done. In Eugene, Oregon, it's a winter beer, Oakshire Brewing. Ooh, I like Oakshire. They have a tap room here in Portland. I've I've recently had Ill Tempered Gnome, but as a barrel aged version, and not the standard version, which was really incredibly strong. But you brought this up for a reason. I did. I okay. It was far more bitter than I enjoy, but but I actually thought kind of that bitterness went well with J.K. Simmons' character. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, I would say the beer is pretty one note. Yes. And that note is bitter. And, <laughs> and therefore, it's not that distracting. So I thought it would have gone well with this. It goes with all the other notes in this movie. Yes, I, it does. I, I get also, J.K. Of, Simmons is 5'11". Yes, he's short. <laughs> I got a I'm lot 5'10", of, dude. It's not short. I got a lot of dry corn... And it really, really, really dries out on the back. Like it just sits a little bit sweet on the mid front and then it just drops off dry. Hmm. And I appreciate that. And from a not distracting standpoint, there's yeah. pretty much zero hops. I mean, you're, it's there's a little bit of bitterness, but it's more like hop cone resin bitterness. It, it'd be not, bitter if you don't fancy. ever drink beer. Yes, it would yeah. be bitter if you're not a standard like oh I I like IPAs. I want to be bitter beer face all the time. If you don't run a, if you don't run a, a highly successful beer and film podcast. Yes, and and our friend Brian is a really good judge of these because he's not a bitter beer drinker, and True. I appreciate you saying that it does taste bitter because to me it's not. Interesting. But I would f- say it probably is to s- people, if you're going to drink something equivalent, be it, you know, Dos Equis or Corona or Bud Bud Light or Coors or whatever, standard American lager that you can find out there cheap. Yeah. I say this one, the flavor profile is stronger. It's also a little stronger in alcohol. It's 5%. Most of those other lagers now, are I, below I w- four. I was talking about... Uh, ill-tempered gnome oh. as being very bitter. Okay. Well, the 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 pub beer was fine. Okay. Was, the pub beer was balanced. <laughs> so it was balanced. So yeah. it's just there okay. You, you can unc- just play at the mid level and studio uncomplicated. level. Yeah. Uncomplicated. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just the base beats. Yeah. I, I was just talking some alternatives since we really only what, tried one. So yeah, I, I'm I'm curious. You know, like where where do you place this movie in the realm of like best movies, worst movies? Like what, for what you've what we've done mm. this year. I'm going to call back to RRR. I really enjoyed watching uh, that. I, I really enjoyed Sisu. Um, Five Obstructions is one of my favorite films ever. And I, I, I almost think this this is kind of in that same echelon of being the cream. La creme de la creme, as uh, yeah, I, Fletcher I, might say. I, I agree. I think this is this is definitely top 10, maybe top five. Yeah, this is one of the more elevated films. Yeah. We've yeah. Ever it's, had. it's It's yeah. intellectual. It's visually challenging because of the framing and the way that it, visually it's been produced yeah. and pr- approached. Auditorily, I think this is probably one of the best, if not the best, Very scored music and engaging. The dialogue is not drowned out in any way. Everything is up front. The characters drive the story front to start. I like yeah. beginning mm-hmm. to end. I'm like, I'm, it's I'm all never confused in the film. No, so it's not. It, it's point. not complex in that way. Mm-hmm. But Sometimes, it gives you a lot more extra time to think about any the anybody subtext. anybody who makes anything simple is hard. Yeah, and this is a very simple movie because there's no special effects. There's nothing to distract you from the actors and the music, and I so the music and the score plays a role. 
Like that is the third character Absolutely. that drives it completely because you hear people screw up. Damn caravan. You hear them be successful. You hear them screw up again. You're like, can you identify as antagonists kept saying like, you're too slow. You're too fast. You're too slow. You're too fast. It's not my tempo. It's just like, well, even the intro scene where he uh, berated that trombone player. Yeah. Saying, are you flat or not? Insulting him really personally. And then pointing out, I know he wasn't flat. It was you other guy, but didn't like that he didn't know. But, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, if he didn't know, he doesn't deserve to be here. Yeah, if you can't hear yourself play and right. you don't know where your tone should be, you don't need to be here because I need people who understand who and what and where they are from that perspective. And that's and there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's being a teacher and teaching people how you've not grown as a musician. You're not a, you're not self aware. You could do it without the fat jokes, though. Yeah, I thought that, that was a little berating and un, un- the whole movie is berating. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean that, yeah, a lot of abuse that but, set up his character. Like, I agree with like the, what you you know the not the method, but like the end goal. Sure, but like don't don't smack a person, be mean to him. Also, for films this year, I'd put in the same place as Face Off. <laughs> I, I, I had no. to look through to see what we've done this film this year. My Path on the Holy Grail. Yeah. Renfield. Yeah. Uh, no. Over the top. <laughs> we've we've done some interesting films. House of Flying Daggers. Year. Oh yeah, that was a good one. When this that year was a good one. I like this out. better. Yeah, uh, I I would say it again. Scott Pilgrim vs. So, the World. So we're gonna I'll we're stop. gonna we're gonna kind of wrap this up and say, if you enjoy music, if you want to be engaged. If you're an intellectual person and like to be challenged, if you're a, comp- a competitor of some sort, you'll understand what's being presented. If you're really, someone, if, if you're someone who we'd call J.K. Simmons' daddy, yes, which he plays a father role to most of the people in the film, and he really pushes that hard from an emotional standpoint. Like an abusive father, an abusive he's mentor. like the great Santini. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yep, Check exactly. Check this film right. out, and, and and again, we're not we're not saying don't watch it because of those flaws. Those oh no, no, flaws. Like, no, They're absolutely watch it. That's I'm just trying to point out like this guy's a monster. Of, part of the character and wh- how it's driven and how it's set up. So thank you for hanging in there and listening. This has been a wonderful episode. I think this is a really challenging film in some aspects, and I think it's also an educational film in some aspects. I, I think it's just a, it's an emotional journey. Yes. Yeah. I still don't know if I'm rushing or dragging. <laughs> this is a great film. Check it out if you haven't yet. Yeah, definitely. I had never heard of this film. I will say that. I really? I, I had to huh. watch the previews beforehand and be like, oh, this looks interesting. This is why it was recommended. I, I was out of the loop when it came out. I obviously am not in connected with like good jazz, cinema. Jazz movies. Jazz movies. Uh, so, Dan, let me ask. Yes. Based on your, your research with the trailers and what else you'd read or yeah. you know, whatever you'd read, uh, what does the, like, for your expectation and then the, the reality of the film, like, what's the... What, how does how does it riff? How does it riff differently from the, the other guys here on the podcast? You can't see listening, they're, but they're, they're drumming. They're, they're hand, hand drumming. drumming. They're trying to I'm conducting you, they're, goon. They're conducting an air drumming as as poor Aaron is trying to communicate. As, I'm trying not to be distracted by my... Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm rushing. Oh, geez. He's rushing. So how does it, how does it meet your expectations? I, I think it met and exceeded uh, what I had read about it. I think I was really looking forward to, as I had mentioned to Brian, when we started watching it, I was like, hey, I read this breakdown of the film but it was really focused on the sound and the visuals and not about the story and it it really focused on how well done both of those were and how they played roles with each other and how they utilized 
fixed focused, small frame, large, medium and large frame and like either a static film or there was even a couple of handheld scenes where, but they were super close in. So mm-hmm. you saw the frenetic yeah, action it was really, on the screen from the perspective of the person. I'm not doing a joke here. It was like the born identity, but for like a guy with a just mental crisis. Yeah. yeah. The trombone like player has out. to yeah. grab his trombone in his case and leave the room. Really I'm talking about when like <laughs> he brought in the other guy and Andrew's like walking out all pissed yeah. off and it's just shaky slams the door. It, yeah. All you see is like his midsection. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it sounds like high marks, I think all around. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Two drumsticks way up. Yes. <laughs> and don't forget your drumsticks in your rental car or at the rental company God. or in your car accident or your car. Jesus accident. Murphy. Yes. Cause that would be bad. A lot of stuff happened. <laughs> All right. So, as always, the opinions expressed during the taping of this recording are those of the host. And we want to thank you for hanging out and listening. This was Whiplash, really amazing film. Find a beer that doesn't distract because you're going to want to listen, you're going to want to pay attention and watch what's going on on the screen. It is a little bit longer of a film, but that's okay. It's Dan, Dan, were you hydrating or dehydrating? I did not hydrate. And I Were you dying. hydrating in my stage? <laughs> I'm dying now. And you can channel all the J.K. Simmons. Now throw in a chair throwing sound effect here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Crash. Crash, yes. So, gentlemen. This is Aaron. Uh, d- thanks for listening and sticking with us, dear listener. If you're playing, play on. This is Blake. I was going to do a whole like J.K. Simmons as the yellow M&M thing, but I'm just going to say this is Blake. Bye. And this is Brian. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry. Are you wrapping up the podcast or ending the podcast? <laughs> End it. End it. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode. Crash. Fall. Sad. Sad.